Welcome to another week of Ryan Rant's podcast. I am Ryan Alexander. I'm back. Yes, Donardo talked me into going to YouTube, and so here we are. But uh, yeah, it's been a, a crazy week for the Pirates. So especially with Pirate fans, we typically have seasons where nothing happens, really. You know, the team loses a couple games, mostly loses a lot, wins a couple games, whatever. But this past week, I feel like, a ton of stuff has happened. So, you know, you had the Pirates seven game winning streak. You have the best start in 30 years that the Pirates have had. You have the Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds extension that the Pirates and nutting opened his wallet up and finally extended Reynolds. You got Drew Maggi. I mean, it's been a busy, busy week for the Pirates and uh, definitely wanted to kick it off with my rant. And obviously it's going to be Pirates related and it's going to be about our boy Drew Maggi. Now, let me preface this with, I worked in the minor leagues for, what, four seasons, uh, you know, interned with the Pirates way back in the day. So I've seen, I worked at AAA and then I worked at single A in, in Michigan for the Tigers. And I saw, you know, I saw journeyman minor leaguers, age 30, in AAA, AA, whatever, and just never get that shot and they're just kind of hanging on to the dream and everything. So when the pirates called up drew Maggi, like I, I get it. The story to call him up. Yeah. He got in at bat. It was supposed to be a couple day thing. Wasn't going to be um, this prolonged, prolonged indefinitely, you know, run of a roster spot that we're currently seeing, but I, I got, I got a rant about this. Now, like I said, you want to bring him up for a game or two, get him in at bat when the game's in a blowout, fine. It's a cool story. It's nice that they did that. And then he goes back down and it's the end of it. With Reynolds going on bereavement leave, we all, everybody thought, and I'm sure he thought as well, that it was only going to be a couple days um, and that was going to be it. And the two days goes by, Maggi gets the at bat. Now we had an afternoon game yesterday. He gets a start against the Dodgers. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? And he's still on the roster going into today's uh, tonight's series against the Nationals. But like, what are we doing? Like, it was a cool story, but when you could just continuing it on, like, where are we at here? He's not a major leaguer, and that's I, I've seen a ton of people around uh, Twitter and and Facebook and all the social media and and just fans in general like. All, all for this. And I'm just, you know, and I, North Shore 9 is pretty much taken, you know, collectively, like all individually, we all are kind of just like, what's happening here? Like, what? why is this guy still here? You DFA'd a catcher, which, you know, you, you need in the minors, you need if an injury happens. So, like, why is he still here? What's this about? He was on Good Morning America the other morning, which it's like, well, I don't know, I guess he's not going anywhere now. Um, but I, I, I have to rant about this. Like did did ever and I can't believe we're in the minority about this. 
like you don't see the Dodgers and the Yankees doing this kind of stuff. Uh, the Cubs, like I, I can't, I can't think of a situation like this. I mean, a 33 year old minor leaguer who, yes, the Pirates drafted him back in I think 2010, but he was with other organizations. I believe he was in indie ball, and then the Pirates signed him and stuff. And he look, he had a great spring training. I'm not gonna, you know, discount him on that. But like, go go and look at his minor league numbers. Like this wasn't like some. 33-year-old that has been producing in the minors. This has really just been – he's just kind of been hanging on to the dream, and, you know, he the Pirates gave him a shot. But, like I said, besides spring training, he really hasn't done anything. So let's just dive into the numbers real quick. This year, he wasn't even at Triple A. He was at Double A Altoona. Only played in eight games. So, you know, okay, eight games. Had a 468 OPS. That's not 468 slugging percentage. That's OPS. That's slugging and on base percentage combined. It was so yeah, hit 194, not good. So okay, let's go back to last year. That was only eight games. Let's go to last year. Last year he was with the Phillies, then the Pirates. So he was at Triple A, played. Uh, let's see here. Basically 94 games, had an OPS at 590, hit 219 for the Pirates or 219 for Indy. 276, 323 slugging or slugging percentage, uh, no home runs, eight RBIs. The dude just, yeah, he hasn't been good. The year before that, yeah, he was in St. Paul in the uh, independent. Oh, no, that St. Paul now is triple A. There you go. So, actually, I don't think he's been in independent ball. So, that's my fault. Um, but, yeah, it's just, he's, this is his age 34 season. I think he turns 34 next, next month. But, cool story when it's an at bat and everything, but now you're starting him. He's hanging around. He's looking like he's going to be with the pirates this series. Um, I just, I just, I'm at a loss here. You you don't see other teams do this. The Dodgers aren't doing it. The Cubs aren't doing it. If you have any other examples out there, I can't think of one that a, a major league rookie at the age 33 came up. And it's exactly why you saw him on things like good morning America and stuff like that, because it is a story but the story can be a couple of days and then move on and, and we go from there. Um, and what kills me is, you know, if this had been 2000, you know, 2020 or 2021 when the pirates just weren't good or, you know, half of the other, you know, th- last 40 years when the pirates weren't good, then call whoever you want up. I mean, we basically had people, we used to hear the fans, the fan base scream for, for days about, this guy wouldn't be a bench player on any other team in the majors. And he's starting for the pirates. Well, all of a sudden the pirates are 18 and eight out to their best start in 30 some years. Like what, uh, why all of a sudden is everybody all gung ho about some, some non-major league player all of a sudden playing and starting for the pirates. And, And like I saw, you know, yesterday, Oh, well, it's just April games. Well, April games count just as the wins in April count just as much as they do in September. So that, that argument kills me. It, you know, it'd be one thing if the pirates were 25 games under, and this was August and this was the, the only good, goodwill story the pirates had all year. Um, but it's not, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Why are we doing this? And why are people like backing this still? Like, did everybody take stupid pills? I just don't get it. Like everybody is pretty much for this. I mean, even like the, you know, even Paul Zeiss for the love of God was for it. And I just, I'm interested to see how far this goes, how long that Maggi will be here and kind of to see what, what everybody's breaking point uh, is with it. Because 
you're trying to compete. You're trying to win games. You're 18 and eight. And I get it. They won the last two games with him on the roster. Great. But like, let's continue to try to compete. He not like he did anything. He, you know, he started yesterday, went over three, had the at bat the other night, um, you know, struck out. So he's over four. He's just not, I mean, what's he providing this team? He's 33. He's not a major league baseball player. A lot of players when they get the 30 are pretty much done. So He's 33 and he's a rookie and we're throwing him in here like it's some charity case. It's just mind-blowing to me. Um, and yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm aware of myself that, you know, I, I, I'm a little different from the standard fan. And, and I've known this for, for years. I, I don't, a lot of people root for individual players. And th- there are players that, for me, transcend that. Like Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, like Andrew McCutcheon, I will root for that dude pretty much whatever team he's on even even it was tested even when he was on teams like the Yankees and the Phillies and Brewers and whatnot but like that's a dude I'll always root for I'll always want to do well but for me personally I don't really care who's playing third base I don't care who's playing second I want to win games like I root for the name on the front of the jersey the Pirates that's who I root for uh you know when we saw you know, you don't, you know, with people like, oh, there's bad dudes on the team. There's bad dudes all throughout sports. And I'm not saying, you know, a G1 Bay thing where, you know, the things that he did, obviously I'd rather have my baseball team, not, uh, not employ those guys, but people like Jason Grilly, everybody flipped out when Jason Grilly wrote that book and compared himself to God or whatever it was. And yeah, he, he's got a bit of an ego, like who cares? Like he was dominant for the pirates when he was closing games out. And that's what I cared about at that point. So I don't root for the individual players like that. So when you see somebody come up, that's a 33 year old minor league player has never, you know, had an at bat. He had service time with, I think the twins um, years ago, but never had it, never made an an appearance in a game. And okay. The pirates, um, you know, got that dream realized for him, got him in a game, but now he's still here. And apparently indefinitely he's still here and he's starting games and it's just like, let's let's move on, guys. The team's actually winning. We're in first place, the best team in the National League. Let's move on from this. Um, and I, I just, it just, I, I want to see, I mean, we'll see how far this goes. I, I don't know how you can really keep him around too much longer. I, and in the first couple of games of that that series when he was with, with us with the Dodgers, you know, it was a tight game. People were like, oh, get him in at bat. Who cares if it's a one-run ball game? Well, they, they don't get him the at-bat the first game because it was a down-to-the-wire game. They get him in at-bat in the second game. Okay, great. So they they were obviously waiting for that moment to like, well, let's make sure the game's not on the line, but we'll throw him in and, and get him an appearance or get him a, in, you know, in a position. So they get him that at-bat, and then the next game, he starts. So you went from trying to find, find a, a blowout situation that you can get him in a game to get the feel good story, get Robbie out there interviewing him and the family and everything. And then now you start him in a game against the Dodgers, a rubber match of the series that you're, you're looking to win. And I get it. They won, but it wasn't because of Drew Maggi. And again, what happens, you know, if a catcher goes down and things like that, you DFA to catcher. So I just, it's just, I just can't, I can't anymore. Why are we still here? Why are we still with Drew Maggi? Get him out of here. It's a, it was a nice story, but but now I'm getting upset. And uh, I want to see – we'll see how far this goes. But it's just you don't see – you know, you don't see the real teams. You don't see really any teams do it. 
if you can think of somebody that's come up and made a major league debut and had this big of like a story, um, you know, let me know, you know, message us, message me, because I just can't think of one that um, has been up like this. And, and, you know, if it is, maybe it was with the team that was, you know, 30 games under and not, not any good. So, uh, you know, and especially with the pirates, like they're, they're putting money into the team. They just extended Reynolds, you know, you upgraded PNC Park last offseason, made it better for the fans. You're winning. You're out to an 18 and 8 start. Like that's the story. Well, I, I believe it was Cody that said it on the post game yesterday or, or the other day, I think, was the cool story is that a baseball team, the local baseball team that hasn't won anything since 1979, is in first place, is the best team in the National League right now. And yes, it's early, but you're still 18 and 8. Keep this run going. Don't start calling up 33-year-old minor leaguers that never had an at-bat just to get some, you know, stories and get on the headlines and Good Morning America, build up some goodwill. I, like, I don't know where we're going here. Like, the story was the Reynolds extension. The story is you you finally added to the team. You brought Kutch back. You, you signed guys like Santana and Choi, and you brought in veteran leadership. The, that's the story, and you're winning. It's working so far and you have the pitching the pitching which you know you signed rich hill but you have keller you know you have priester and those guys coming like that's the story is that the pirates are close to finally being there with the with this prospect group with ben charrington guys and you're actually winning right now so keep that going don't be calling up 33 year old minor leaguers that that's where i'm out uh, out on you want to get them in at bat for a game because somebody had to go on paternity leave or bereavement leave, fine. But now it's starting to kind of affect the depthness of the team and you're starting them in games, which it's, it's brutal. So that's my rant. I say, I don't even have, oh, I do have water. One second. I'm ranting here and getting, uh, getting parched. So, all right. So that, that was my rant quota for this podcast. Also filled my pirates quota because I usually, if I don't rant about the pirates, I'll talk about the pirates um, in the second part of the podcast. So with that's the case, I want to talk about some baseball sports betting. So where are my, where are my baseball gamblers at? Who's grinding it out with me day in, day out. We're not even in the dog days of summer yet when there's no other sports going on. That's when you, you pretty much have no choice but to bet baseball. But who's grinding it out since opening day? Um, I've been betting baseball. Uh, you know, I don't get crazy. I'm not, not firing you know, $500 bets and things like that out daily. Um, but it's a grind. It's, it's just like the 162-game season that the players are playing. It is a grind. And um, I've stumbled upon – I hate saying the word system, but a system, an angle, um, some kind of betting – formula that i've been trying to follow and i've been tracking it since opening day it's working and so i just kind of wanted to go over it so me personally like you know obviously if i see a game or a line that looks off to me you know i'll bet it i, I am more just kind of explain like who i am as a as a sports better i guess i like to research angles or systems so like let's take one in football let's say you have a a team, a road favorite that's coming off of a buy, and I've you know we've tr I've tracked those since 2010 or 2000 or whatever the numbers I have are, and over that time, a team coming off of a buy that's a road favorite covers the spread 
like 68% of the time or something. And so it's a really good angle. So like stuff like that, I will bet when I see that come up because just going off historical data, it will win 68% of the time, which if you know anything about sports betting, if you're above 55% or enough to cover the, the VIG and the juice, you're, you're doing really good. So we'll take 68% all day long. So that's kind of what I look for with baseball. You know, you have pretty much team, you know, teams are playing series every day against each other, you know, six in a row home and then rows. So there's things like getaway days and things to look at that you could come up with a betting angle and stuff on that. I haven't delved too far into the, the situational aspect of that, like schedules and stuff. But one of the things that you look for is another one is like basically being like contrarian to who the public's on. So if the public is betting, you know, the pirates 80% or something of the bets are on the pirates, but then you see the money side of it, like how much money is being bet in the game. If it's on the other team, like 60, 70%, that's telling you that while, you know, maybe your average Joe is betting the pirates that the big money, the sharp money, professional gamblers, whatnot are betting the other team. And maybe that's the side you should be on. So I look for stuff like that, like kind of bet contrarian against the public. Um, obviously that's not a foolproof system. I mean, anybody can win favorites win just as much as underdogs every, you know, every day. So I, Look for things like that. But as far as the money breakdown, the, the bet percentage and then the money percentage. So I've been tracking it. Basically, it's real simple. If a team has more money bet on them than the bet percentage, I bet that game. And that's the, tr I've been tracking this since opening day. And that's, that's all, it's all the simple thing. So basically, like if you go to like these apps, um, Action Sports has it. I think you have to, I think I'm, I think I'd purchase the app for like whatever it is per month, um, something small, but it'll show you the breakdown of bet percentage and the money percentage. Vegasinsider.com does the same thing, uh, I believe, for free. Uh, so there's different, and they, they use different sports books and stuff, and they show you how many, how many bets have been on each, you know, on, on the whole game and everything. So that's what I look for. I've been tracking it. So basically, if 50% of the bets are, you know, on both teams, so 50 50, and then the it's ba all right, so here, here's what it is. So it's got to be, it's the favorite. So this is strictly a MLB favorite system or, or angle. But if a favorite has more money bet on them than the bet percentage, you bet them. And I've been tracking it since opening day. Here are the final numbers going into today. Um, the, the system is 85 and 46, which doesn't really mean much because a lot of when you're betting favorites, you're taking teams at minus 150, maybe two to one. So you're putting out more money um, than you're going to win. But over the whole month of April since opening day, that's come out to 18 units. So if you're betting $100, it's $1,800 is what it comes out to. In a month, 18 units is that's really good. So if this keeps up, and I'm not saying it's going to keep up throughout the whole season, but if this keeps up for the next five months, I mean, you're looking at a hundred, you know, around a hundred units or so. So that is a very good um, system. Again, it may, this may change and it may work for April and May, and then you get into summer and it may just completely flip flop. So that's why I'm tracking it. If it starts kind of going haywire and things like that, um, you know, I will adjust and obviously not, not bet these um, every day and stuff, but so far it is, it is working really well. And again, it's gotta be a favorite and there's like when it, there's sort of a, 
I, I haven't, I didn't know how to track it really when it gets to if somebody's like minus 110 or 115 or 120 and the other team's like minus 105. It's really like there's technically there's a favorite, like there's a run line that there's a favorite and, and Vegas always sets that. But both teams are kind of like even. So I don't count those games in. So it has to be basically like above my, you have to be a favorite of above minus 120 or higher. So if they have 60% of the of the bets on them and 80% of the money, that qualifies. So I'll bet that. And again, I, as far as like the psychology behind it, like why is this working and it's just numbers and money bet, but essentially you're tracking, you know, the, the big gamblers that are betting real money that do this for a living. And again, they don't win all the time. I'm not saying that, you know, like I said, none of this is foolproof. You're not, you're not going to probably quit your, quit your day job anytime soon on, on some of these, but it's a, it's a good side hustle. That's what I use it for. And, um, and it's been, when you find something that's working, you, you stick with it. So um, I did it. What I do the other day, I, I bet against the pirates to try to keep the winning streak alive. And of course the Dodgers won. So I won money, but my team lost. So I will, I will do that. Another thing too. A lot of people like say that's, they can't do it. I had people tweet at me and say, no, I'll never do that. I can't do it. I can't, I can't bet against my team to me. Like, okay, I'm going to win money. If, if my team loses. So at least I'm not like that far down in the dumps, but if I lose, if I lose the bet, at least the pirates are keeping that winning streak going. So I tried to keep the winning streak going, but didn't work. But anyway, this one, you know, from you're going off the, the bet, the money percentage of where the money's at on the betting line. And um, you're, you're tracking that sharp money or, you know, the professional gamblers and stuff that are doing this daily and everything. And they have more information that, you know, we have, and sometimes they have more information on, on injuries and things like that and pitching matchups than, than even some of the books have. So, you know, they, they've been tracking this stuff a lot longer than, than I have. So that's what, that's what I look for any kind of situational tracks like that. Um, but it's working. So I don't know what I'm going to call this one. Maybe MLB favorites, more money or something. I don't know. So try it out. Let me know, tweet at me if you have other situational systems or anything you've been betting with baseball that's been working. Um, the draft, the NFL draft was just up. And of course we live in a state that, uh, well, if you're in Pennsylvania, you live in a state that doesn't allow draft betting. So that's fun, but there was some money to be made there, but yeah, we're not Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania hasn't added that yet. So, um, so I'll stick to my baseball in the meantime, I've been doing a little bit of hockey, but mostly those are the playoffs is just to keep track of my future bets and everything. So, um, but that's it. That's my podcast for today. Um, you know, follow me at rounder eight, two, nine, North shore nine. Uh, we, I've been tweeting out, trying to tweet out every, before every game, the, the betting odds. And then I also throw in the odds to get, uh, for a player to hit a home run and drew Maggi going into his start was plus 1300. So 13 to one for him to hit a home run. I don't know about you, but I, it's not enough odds to take Drew Maggi to hit a home run. I would need like 30, 40 uh, to one odds to, to be thinking about taking that. So, um, so that's it. But anyway, that's my pod. Uh, follow me. Keep following S9. Keep at it. The, the boys are killing it over there. And uh, let's go, Buckos. Peace. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. 
Thank you, and let's go Bucks.